Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Portland School District podcast. We're live here at the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School. I'm your host, Dave Kosminski, and with me in the studio is our superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton, and uh, this is going to be the first podcast of the new year. So welcome, Charles. How are you? Good. It's 2021. Thank goodness. <laughs> we ushered 2020 out the door. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Rent. And it was a long 2020. It was a long 2020. How surreal was it to see no one in Times Square? That was the... really surreal. Wow. That was really, really surreal. And you know, to the point of, uh, you know, I'm sure cleanup was a lot quicker this year. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's funny how this... The... This comes home, hits home in different ways. And, yeah. And that was one of the things, New Year's Eve, that I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, normally there are a million people. Millions be packed in there. Yeah, know. it gets crazy. It gets crazy. Anyway, so how was your New Year's? Uh, was it quiet? And uh, did you get to see the ball drop? Uh, yeah, we did a, We did some Zoom uh, family get-togethers. Nice. Uh, but uh, we, we, we really stayed together. And I guess there's a, a value in not bouncing all over the state to visit family and absolutely but i miss it honestly I, oh for I, sure i can't i can't wait till next year <laughs> yeah next year we get uh we can get to uh to the point of hopefully not wearing masks and uh, you know not socially distancing and, and giving hugs and and all that kind of good stuff so anyway um so what's new in the district i know we just came back to school uh you know the uh School was out over over the uh, Christmas New Year's break, so uh, we're back in. Uh, we are still remote. Is that correct? Right. So I'll just be make sure everybody knows where I'm recording this with you on uh, Monday, January fourth. Uh-huh. Uh, sort of, I guess changes are like the New England weather. If we <laughs> wait ten minutes, wait ten minutes, right? Um, so I met this morning with the um, the district leadership team. I have a meeting tomorrow with the Portland Reopening Committee and then um, a Board of Education meeting tomorrow night, um, the 5th, uh, January 5th. Um, at that meeting, I will, will be making a recommendation to the board um, that reflects what we're, we're headed towards. So we, ha- we are still remote this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it, based on my conversation with the leadership team today, um, I, I, I see us... Um, heading towards a recommendation that will have us reopening for in-person learning um, January 11th. Okay. So let me let me just kind of reframe how we got here. You know, the 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 gut punches we took that put us in remote, and and how we're now picking ourselves up, dusting ourselves off, and we're gonna you know, get back on the horse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, fall off, get get right back on. So the bad news is that. Um, the infection rates, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in Middlesex County are still over are over 50 per 100,000 now. And the town of Portland, they're um, over about 45, 46 was the last number I saw, which is, you know, re- reflective of a lot of virus out there. Yes, um, still high. Yeah, it's still high. Um, you know, we all, in in our, our dream world, we would not have any, but you know, certainly way, way lower than we are now. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? Um, that means that when we, we reopen schools um, and the numbers are that high, it's not really a question of if we'll have um, positive students or teachers or members of our faculty staff in the schools. It's, it's almost a question of, of how often and how many. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they, so th- that's, that's a, a certainly alarming 
Um, and, and a lot of people will hear that and go, oh, oh my goodness. You know, but that's the bad news, right? The good news, though, is that our health department um, continues to tell us that uh, there are not widespread outbreaks in schools, right? That um, as long as we implement the mitigation strategies of cohorting and mask wearing and sanitizing and social distancing, um, that, that we would not see large numbers of outbreaks or, or cases being spread in our schools. Um, so if we were to reopen, that would mean we have to, of course, implement those strategies to the greatest extent possible, right? Now, what happens, though, is it's still an expectation that if a student or somebody who is a known positive case comes into the building, either before they're symptomatic or maybe they're asymptomatic and don't know they're positive, mm -hmm. that anybody who is within six feet of that student, generally for more than 15 minutes, mm -hmm. is going to be expected to quarantine. Now, the first time around we were dealing with this, uh, those quarantine periods were 14 days, which is a, a long chunk of time. Right? Yes, yes. Those quarantine periods have now been reduced to seven days with a negative test after the fifth day of exposure to someone who is known positive or 10 days without a test. Mm -hmm. Now, when you come back after the seventh day or the 10th day, it's still be very mindful of your well-being until the 14th day is over. You're not comple completely out of the woods. Sure. But the chances that you are positive at that point are reduced to the point where the health officials say they and return to work or school. Mm -hmm. So that's helpful because it would mean that we're not covering teachers um, for long periods of time and um, or principals or bus drivers or secretaries or paraprofessionals or anybody else um, for long periods of time because that, that's what really put us on our butt the last time was that we didn't have the staff to cover the large numbers of quarantine requirements. Right. So that's that number's been reduced. In addition... I am delighted to report that the Portland community, which I think is a tremendous reflection of the uh, sense of community spirit out there, mm -hmm. responded assertively to our pleas for additional substitute teachers. That, in combination with the governor's waiving the requirement that you have a bachelor's degree, mm -hmm. has enabled us to build a pool of substitute teachers that's reached about 25 individuals now. Good. So this Wednesday this week, we're, we've put them through all the background checks over the past three weeks, and, and uh, we're doing some training with them this Wednesday. But the reduced quarantine periods and the larger number of um, faculty uh, of substitute teachers has positioned us where we could give it a try again mm -hmm. and absorb the ongoing effects of large numbers of positive or large no viral loads in the community. Okay. Uh, the, the, the high rates, so we're 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 going to try again, right? Sure. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reopen, and we're gonna implement our mitigation strategies fully, and and certainly hope that um, we have few instances of of individuals who are positive, either pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic, mm -hmm. um, in our buildings. Um, but when that happens, we'll contact trace, and we'll respond appropriately, and we'll have the substitute teachers and have the capacity to continue in-person learning without having to, you know, shut down 
regularly. Sure. Uh, as we were, you know, in November. Um, so what I think that, you know, again, I'm, I'm talking Monday, the, the final decisions are being made today and, and tomorrow as, as I engage all of our stakeholders in these discussions. But um, it looks very likely uh, that uh, Valley View, Gildersleeve, and Brownstone will reopen fully. Okay. Um, the question is about um, the middle school and high school. It is very likely that the middle school and high school will open for in-person learning. It has not yet been decided whether that will be hybrid or full. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If it were to be hybrid, it would be for two weeks to sort of step down or step up okay. towards full so we can sort of absorb the impact maybe of the post-holiday surge or other things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it, So it, it may be likely that full reopening K-6, hybrid reopening middle school, high school for two weeks, and then full reopening middle school, high school if if things go the way we hope, mm-hmm. which is, um, uh, you know, that, that we don't have large numbers of individual subject quarantine periods. Sure. Or sick. Well, that, that's that's a good thing. So I think, you know, from a standpoint of, because uh, uh, when we initially came back, we came back uh, at the beginning of the year under the hybrid mode, and I think that worked reasonably well. Yeah. That, it's, what's interesting is, you know, I'm, we're reaching a point where we can almost be reflective. Right. No. <laughs> Maybe this summer we'll have a chance to sit down and... Do a hot wash. Right, yeah, do hot wash, kind of write a, a few memoir, or chapters for our memoirs. But let's not forget, we, we opened in September in hybrid because at that time we were all terrified mm-hmm. that schools would become super spreader events. Mm-hmm. Right? We had no, had no idea. I mean, mm-hmm. Schools closed in March and had not reopened until September and then, and it was... Hey, do we fully reopen the doors and have everybody come in? Or, or do we open in hybrid, reduce the numbers, and examine and learn with the sure. rest of the state and, frankly, country and world if schools prove to be safe places? Sure. I think what the Department of Public Health and their epidemiologists and researchers and doctors are, are have studied very carefully and have found that schools weren't those super spreader events. No. Frankly, you know, if I could beam my brain back to September, we could have fully reopened Correct. And, and not had that fear that we would be super spreader because right. the, the mitigation strategies work. Correct. Um, n- now we know that now. Yeah. Um, the, the things we had to learn, unfortunately, we learned them the hard days way, and I think a lot of people did, was how the effect of quarantine and uh, contact tracing would impact our staffing, mm-hmm. our, our ability to have adults present in the building to teach and supervise students. Um, and that was something that we learned uh, is very difficult when it's a 14-day quarantine period and um, uh, you know the, uh, the uh, impact of uh, high community uh, infection rates comes into the school. So that's, that's where we are. Well, I think, you know, uh, realistically, uh, you know, statistically speaking, I think it was proven that, you know, the, uh, the, the spreader events were more out in the community, okay, rather than in the school. And I think the, the schools proved to be a uh, uh, overall safer environment uh, uh, and so forth. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I'm, I don't have the right letters after my name to say with certainty, <laughs> except that um, the people who do have those letters after their name predicted a surge after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which, which we saw. Mm-hmm. And they're predicting now a post-holiday surge, which we will know if we'll see over the coming weeks. Sure. But that's because those 
events, those community times when people get together and eat and laugh and, and are merry, mm-hmm. um, are times when people likely let their guard down. Yes, um, yes. In, in schools, we we generally don't let our guard down. <laughs> we, no. That's one thing we're very good at is, Correct. is knowing what the rules are and, and enforcing them. Sure, sure. Now, uh, from a standpoint of the, the rest of the uh, extracurricular activities, I assume that's still going to be uh, on, on track with, with no uh, fall sports or, or spring sports. Or... Yep. So that's an interesting question. That's going to be the um, next river to cross is um, the, there are no winter sports right now as a function of executive order. Right? So uh, all um, public school and community-based athletics, primarily in, in, in winter, it's, it's you know basketball. Um, but there's also wrestling and, and cheerleading mm-hmm. uh, in, indoor track are, are on hold. Um, I believe the date was till January 16th, although the 19th may be ringing in my head now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to um, wait in, until we get uh, an, a new uh, dispensation from um, the, the executive and, and guidance from uh, local health and hopefully in collaboration with um, uh, the CIAC. What we were seeing before the executive order was that uh, sports that were classified as high risk were not recommended. Here at Portland, that meant wrestling and, and uh, cheerleading. Um, sports that were classified as uh, medium risk, which are basketball and, and indoor track, uh, would be acceptable if the athletes wore masks during those events. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us were, were wondering how comfortable or healthy it would be to, you know, wear a mask during a highly aerobic activity like basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we never really had to answer that question because we were told. Just never happened. Never happened. So that, that's still still an area that is going to kind of merit conversation. Sure, sure. Well, uh, you know, and, and the good news, obviously, now since I, I think we've had our last podcast is, uh, you know, we have now um, two vaccines out on the uh, horizon. So those are being um, distributed. Uh, we have vaccinations going on, um, so w- which is a good thing. You know, I think uh, under, I, I think uh, we had uh, Russ Melmet on last week and he was explaining about the, the VAMS program, which is the vas- vaccination, I can't, yeah. the, the acronym, in, but. Yeah, uh, it's a vaccine administration management system. I, l- I learned about it today, kind of the hard way. We, we registered our, our folks today. I thought it was just registering. Yeah. Um, we, we weren't supposed to have. Um, we're really only supposed to be registering it for the school would be our, our nurses. Right? The nurses, okay, not the teachers. Yeah. Not the teachers, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. still, um, they're still getting through it. And, and certainly it, it makes all the logical sense in the world to me that you would have different um, tiers of, of folks. And now it's... it's Your first doctors, first responders and... Doctors, you know, nurses, police. And, and so forth, um, sure. Um, and then the, the second tier would be the... Um, Healthcare, I mean, child care providers, teachers, right. um, bus drivers, yep. grocery employees, you know, sure. the essential workers. Essential. Yeah, frontline and then essential. And then from there, I, I imagine it shakes out to, they'll look at age groups or um, different categories. So hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's I, go. I, the, the, you know, the vaccines are being distributed. I know the health center in Middletown, I think, um, I believe they just took, uh, delivery of some, uh, I think Chatham Health took delivery. I think they only have a hundred right now um, that they, uh, I think, took shipment of, uh, as far as that goes. So they're getting those uh, tier one A uh, 
you know, employees, uh, you know, first line workers, you know, registered. And then, you know, uh, we're going to be scheduling a, uh, a vaccination inoculation, uh, from what Russ was saying, uh, in the near future, uh, to get that going. So, you know, hopefully that's going to, uh, stem the tide and, you know, hopefully get this, uh, pandemic in our rearview mirror to the I, point. That's we the only get... thing that's going to do it. I mean, <laughs> a, that, exactly. That's it. Let's, 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 you know, Get those. I'll take one in each arm and one in the leg, please. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Let's get and, this going. You know, I mean, there was a little apprehension out there, uh, you know, and I think that is being, through education and, and so forth, that is being, uh, I think, uh, uh, stemmed pretty well. Uh, and I think people are now more uh, willing, as far as that goes, to be uh, for the vaccinations and, and get those inoculations and, you know, like I say, get that, those antibodies. Uh, and so we can, like I say, put this thing behind us. So, uh, which sure. is, which would be good. So, all right. Well, that, that's, uh, gives us a, a, a pretty good idea. I know you guys are going to be having a board meeting tomorrow night, yep. uh, as far as that. Um, and then, uh, we'll look, uh, hopefully we can get things back, um, you know, to some sense of normality and get things reopened to the point where we can get, to, I know the, um, from the standpoint of, of the, the, the students, I think it's the, the, the in-person learning is, is, is so important, especially in the lower grades. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. becoming, uh, evident, uh, you know, the, the COVID burnout and, you know, the screen time, sometimes you get deer in the headlights. Yeah. It, it, I'll, I'll, I'll be, no one in their right mind would ever suggest that online learning is is preferable, um, maybe even until college level, right? I mean, I think that you know many colleges even before the pandemic were were transitioning yeah. to online sure. learning. Uh, maybe I think there might be a, an argument for high school level online courses. Mm. I, I know the Connecticut Virtual High School, something that's been around for quite a while now, um, but certainly below. I'll even go so far as to say eighth grade, totally not what we want to be doing with our kids. Right. Um, and no, they, they need that interaction. Right. You know, so, of uh, course, you know, as far as the support from the, the teachers and just the social ability, you know, with their, uh, you know, their peers and, you know, it, 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 it really makes a difference. And I think, you know, from not only their physical health, but their mental health, because there's, there certainly is a, uh, uh, an effect on, you know, mental health, you know, yeah. uh, not, not only in the student level, but also, you know, parents, I mean, dealing with, uh, you know, dealing with healthcare issues, dealing, some, some parents are working from home, some are not working. So, uh, I mean, that certainly is, is, uh, putting a stress on, on the family environment. I, I, mine included, I, I, you know, my son's been remote learning for several months now. My, um, my daughter's still in, 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 uh, but occasionally now it's it's awful it, it's it's not where we want what we want to be doing for nope. sure um, th that said it's you know we're, we're trying to make lemons lemonade out of lemons and um you know thank goodness this is a once in a hundred year please yes uh, event right <laughs> exactly um, uh, you know but hey we, we will you know every every crisis that i can think of in our history Right. Sure. we've come out of better oh yeah you know and i think it's i imagine you know, when you're in the middle of it, it it's hard to see that but right. you know i'm already speaking with my um, leadership team and and uh, 
people who I consider close colleagues, that there are a lot of silver linings that are going to come sure. out of this. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, you know, our community has come together. Uh, your administrative team have done, um, you know, phenomenally, uh, you know, dealing with this, this whole issue of, uh, you know, uh, when we, we started out in the gate in, in, in March, you know, and how we were going to get this yeah. done and so forth. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we rose to the occasion, and uh, I think we're well on our way. And like I say, I think there's uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we have a vaccine, uh, so which is, which is good. We get the inoculations and the vaccinations in arms. Uh, I think that's going to be a good thing. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, well, thank you, Charles. I appreciate it. And uh, I think that brings our episode number nine to a close. And again, uh, this is our Portland School District podcast with Dr. Charles Britton, our uh, superintendent of schools, giving the update. Um, your host, Dave Kosminski. And, uh, and as I always close all our podcasts, okay, if you can, stay home, stay safe, wash your hands, and please wear your mask. So we'll see you soon. Thanks. This podcast was produced by the Town Tech Educational Partnership Program, which is a partnership between Portland High School and the Portland Town Hall. If you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization, check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more.